I don't think any it of us. It sounds could like read, any of us like, could be number one then. I don't know so that you any see of us that could as read, a negative, like, Spencer. I see that as positive. Damn it, stop interrupting the joke. Oh. <laughs> Forget it. Start the freaking podcast, dude. Whatever. Nah, come on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unprofessional, even. Unprof- on your account. Unprofessional <laughs> on your account. And I uh, want that to be clear. Yeah. That you yeah. kept stepping on your partner's joke. And that's that. That's rule number one of oh, podcasting. I was, I was saying no and no oh, problem. It was all bad. Yeah, that's exactly what you were doing. The, the bit killer, <laughs> the bit killer, bit, yeah. you, as they called you, bit killer Buffington over here. Hey, jokes. B I B, come on. <laughs> what B K B? Where the I came from? Oh jeez. Oh, what a great acronym. I think if I think if I had a power rankings for my for my sons, or possibly just children, maybe I won't have sons. <laughs> or I won't have enough sons to have a power rankings. I think if I had a power rankings uh, for them, I would decide it based on gladiator style instead of me. Oh. I would just say, you know what? You guys duke it out. I can't control, you know. Yeah, I don't outcome. control the outcome because that's less yeah. bad on your part. You're just you're yeah. just looking at the data at that point. It's like they're kind of competing against each other now, and they're making each other better, you know. Exactly. Like, might be better. Are you two still both planning on having, like, five or six children apiece because oh, that was stated okay. i never point. said that i said two to three first of all that's not what you said you do not sound that's like not three first off you didn't sound sure of that okay. <laughs> even that was unsure even you didn't believe your statement just <laughs> come on two to three that's my plan no, i mean i mean look we're, we're we are talking about uh mr buffington here you know mr wear suspenders with with a belt <laughs> let's not get crazy let's not get crazy never worn suspenders in my life with <laughs> that clear Listen, he can't even trust his own pants. <laughs> he trusts himself. Aaron did text me that the other night he was grilling burgers in his backyard, drinking a beer. So I feel like he's already there. Like he's already he already has great. four kids. It was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I was grilling. Gio, I saw you. They were good burgers. Yeah, Gio nodded his head. So Gio's still on the the lot of kids plan. Aaron, yeah, sounds like your number's coming down a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, you know. Yeah, you we'll you gotta take it one at a time. You know, hey, 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 look, you know, you make plans, but God laughs, as they say. Well, <laughs> whatever the pastor was saying. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you go one at a time with these kids. You know, it's not like you you you, you take pick a number, you know, out the gate. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's yep. pop out five. I think we'll be fine. You know, just maybe just some people out. do. I don't know. It's like, uh, I mean, hey, maybe what, what's a, what's five? What's when when you have like five? It's not quadruplets. Cause that's quintuplets, four. I believe. Quintuplets. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, but you have to have them at the same time for that to... I yeah, feel like that would be a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to have, like, one at a time or twins and then, like, wait nine months minimum. Or, like... like so there's going to uh, be a like five-year like gap for sure, at least. Yeah. Minimum, yeah, like, four and a half yeah. year gap. That first and that, like, whatever, fifth, fourth, probably. Because, like, I mean, it's not just nine months. you got to wait, like, an extra... At yeah, least yeah, month. you got to you got to I mean, this isn't the 1800s, you know. You're not just pulling them back to back. You know, or maybe oh, you yeah, do. No. Maybe that's better. Is it? I, I get it out of the way. You know. Aaron, what's the gap between you and the youngest in your family? Um, uh, five, six. Oh, I think years? it's like eight. Six years. Six. Yeah, yeah. Because that—that's what it is. Because he is graduating high school this year. My youngest brother. Damn. And that would be yes. what? Uh, is that right? Six years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a gap. 
Dude, and yours is probably, I think, more, right? Yeah, no, big. Oh, no, huge. Uh, we're nine. 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 Oh, wow. Dang. Practically raised you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 wishes. <laughs> no, 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 come on. Independent. I mean, I was an independent boy. <laughs> Basically raised myself. <laughs> come on, I was just like, yeah. I was definitely like the old man kid. You know, it's just like, old yeah. man kid. Yeah, it's just like. Just Gio, like, yeah. you're the youngest sibling, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that that is like a younger sibling thing because my brother's the same way, like old old man, like old man energy. Yeah, dude, he was like he 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 had a he had a stint where he was like reading the newspaper, like the New York Times. It was, it was really funny. Oh, like a physical copy? Yeah, like a physical oh copy. It was really. Well, funny. There's no. Did he get a There's no way. Dude, yeah, the, the, those subscriptions are crazy. A New York Times subscription is like a 16-year-old is wild. <laughs> that's that's baffling. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Take, he's he's a very learned man, dude. He's been into uh, like, <laughs> he, he, uh, he he was uh, like talking to me about like all the music he's liking lately. He was like he's listened to um. Well, let me let me pull up the album. I was giving him some recommendations too. L- l- listen uh, to Lou. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Nas. Uh, no. That's not old music. What are you talking no, 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 about? No, no, no. I know, but I, th- this is just funny. It's not. I'm not saying it's old music. I'm just saying he's, he like that was so... he recommended me like the album King's Disease, and I was like, "Hey, this is pretty good." Actually, he, uh, he recommended me this guy. I don't know if you heard him. Nas. Nas. Oh, is he popular? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Nas X. Nas X. He said, "Listen to Nas X." Do you know him? <laughs> do, uh, do you know him? Uh, I don't know. Nasty X. <laughs> Maybe it's short for something. I don't know. Nasal? Know. Is it like a dude? Uh, him and uh, Wu Tang playing at a uh, fucking uh, one of the casinos yeah. out here. Yeah, fiftieth anniversary hip hop yep. show. Yep. Or tour, I guess. Yep. It's gonna be the slowest moving concert ever. Fifty anniversary. No, fifty. In our fiftieth anniversary of hip hop, not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. You got it, Spencer. No, no, he's not. He's not the Rolling Stones. Okay, it <laughs> <laughs> was a fucking Jagger up there going. Like, yeah, yeah. What would I have for Jagger sounds now? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but the Jagger interview from earlier this year, where he was on tour in his seventies, and was like, "I still move better than Harry Styles." <laughs> That's hilarious. That's crazy. That's Damn. insane. Nobody had brought him up, and he was just like, "I still move better than him." <laughs> you got to prove it. Look, that's just old man energy that you get naturally. You yeah. can't control it. You know, yeah, you yeah. Just have to embrace it. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fellas, it's been a minute. We we we've uh, you know the episodes are still coming each week, but we actually uh, insider baseball have not recorded together in like a month. Oh, it's yeah, it, no, it's been way longer than that. Like, For it's, real? it's been a month and a half, almost two months. Like, because you got to remember, Spencer, I left on on no 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 no. I left on uh, August like thirtieth, thirty first, whatever the last day of August is, and I did not get back until like September twenty sixth, twenty fifth, something like that. I was gone that whole time. Plus, like the two weeks before that, we didn't record. Like, so sure, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been a minute. Uh, yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I, I don't have to justify your answer. Okay, okay, <laughs> we. We didn't need that. You agreed with my point. I don't, I don't know why we need all that extra exp- exposition. Oh, whatever. Hey, it's I like, morning. I like to give the exposition. I like to give the people yeah. what they want. Let them know yeah. what's going on. Let them know what's up. Uh, fellas, I 
I feel like we should talk about the movie. <laughs> Not I feel like every podcast starts with that now. Right, we're, <laughs> we're, me and Gio are just like too into the riff, and then Spencer's got to pull us out. It was I'm not going to do it. Hey, somebody's got to do it. You know? Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. It's a, but you know what, guys? Seasons have changed since the last time we talked. They truly have. It was triple digits last time we talked, at least where I live. Now it's, it's in the 50s. All right. I know we're in a new time of the year because Gio and I are both wearing like sweatshirts and hoodies. And we're not shirtless, so obviously the weather has has uh, uh, shifted into a much uh, cooler climate. I'm excited about it. It's fall. It's football. There's a, a nip in the air. Some might even say it's a little crispy, a little crispiness. You know, you walk outside. You know, it's it's one of those, and I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about it, and it's. The perfect temperature, I feel like, uh, for this movie that we're going to discuss today, mm-hmm. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Fellas, this, uh, I love this movie. It, this was my selection, um, so I'm going to turn over to you guys to give your initial thoughts, but I am truly, truly excited about today's episode. Beautiful. Gio, what, you want to take it? I, I, I'll let you take it. I'll okay. let you take it. All right. Um, okay. Confession with most animated movies, even even this one. I had did not watch this until probably like well into high school. Mm. Uh, I, I did not see this as a kid. Um I, I saw it as like a, you know, teenager. Um but but that being said, I loved it when I saw it the first time. Absolutely loved it. Loved the animation, the music, everything. Uh, I think it was just a beautiful, like, weird movie that, like, it, it feels like it shouldn't be, like, a mainstream movie, but it mm-hmm. absolutely is. It is, like, the the Taylor Swift of movies, it almost feels like. Uh, Whoa. Where, where, okay, hear me out, hear me out. It's a positive, it's a positive. It's positive. A lot of people are into it. A lot of people are very passionate about it. You know what I mean? Like, like I, yeah, I feel I like argue, it that chord. I would argue um, maybe Tim Burton is the t- is the T Swift. Ooh, really? That's He's an interesting T-Swift. point. Different eras. Yeah, eras. Nice, nice, Gio. <laughs> Thank you, man. But I'm glad you picked up on it, Aaron. I think yeah. what's hilarious is that Aaron called this. He called this movie the Taylor Swift of movies, and <laughs> Taylor Swift's movie outgrows this movie. Just, well, was, yeah, just of a. Course. Just a already? video of her doing a concert. It's already out gross. That's, that's not a movie. It just came out last night. Wait, wait, wait. Do we need to yeah. debate Dude, about did this? You guys see that, that's not a movie. That's not a movie. Concert, concert film, film, I guess. Yeah. Um, There's concert sure. footage. Sure. It's not a movie. Uh, yeah. but, but that's crazy. The concert footage, Gio, it broke Avengers Endgame record for pre-sales. Jesus. <laughs> that's insane, dude. Jesus. Says, dude, say what you will about the Taylor Swift fans, but they are... I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't even show know. Up. What the, yeah, well, they're all old, old white women or white women in general. But younger white women. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. They're all white women. Uh, white women in general are probably like, you know, I don't they're know. crushing it. They're, they're crushing well, it. They are. Hey, Spence, don't forget who you're talking to here. This is white chocolate. Okay. Hey, we're not keep those snow bunnies away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want any. Only of that energy, man. Only supporting small. POC businesses. Yes, sir. When I'm around. Yes, when sir. I'm in town. I, I, Captain. Okay. Well, I, I, 
I, I love Taylor. I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan on this podcast. I think that's not even oh, up yeah. for debate. No, yeah, it's a low bar, probably. but <laughs> not a lot of competition. No, um, zero. So I didn't take. Yeah, I wasn't offended on like Nightmares behalf when you said it's the Taylor Swift the movies. I just don't think it's that popular. Like to say it's the Taylor Swift the movies would be to say it's the most popular holiday movie, and it's not the most popular holiday movie. Now. I think the path we're going down, I think Gio was getting closer. I'm like, what's the, the right analogy here? Who is that popular, quirky indie artist that people would be like, that's not really that quirky and indie, but for some reason they have that reputation? Mm. Is mm. is The Nightmare Before Christmas the Billie Eilish of holiday movies? Oh, the Billie bigger, Eilish? That's an interesting one. No uh, question. Huh. Mm. I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, he's there. bigger than Billy. Uh, he, he's like, uh, he, he's more of a, definitely you know, what's, so. what's, uh, like, I don't know, like a fallout boy, you know, popular, <laughs> have their own aesthetic, have their own aesthetic, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. rabid fans, you know, appeals to a certain audience, but still broad, relatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. TB. Yeah. I mean, it gave us, I'm trying it's given us like the Tim Burton look has given us huge stars. Like the Tim Burton yeah. look gave us Johnny Depp. Let's be real. There, Johnny Depp came out of the the loins of Tim Burton, and that the made loins. him one of the biggest like heartthrobs, like in in cinema history. Uh, it gave us uh, Winona Ryder, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, kind of like the the favorite celebrity crush of the '90s. <laughs> like, just uh, Tim Burton, like taking her to a whole new level. Uh, you, we saw it this year, uh, maybe last year, uh, Jenna Ortega, you know, like coming out of nowhere yep. almost now a huge star. So I, it's weird. Cause he's, he's supposed to be like this quirky, dark kind of Tim Burton. These movies look kind of weird. And it just gives us like these generation defying talents. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like Tim Burton's a really weird director. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, he's such an interesting filmmaker. But again, the the reason I compared him to Taylor Swift in like the first place is I feel like people like are diehard Tim Burton fans. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the mm. the Tim Burton like like elk is just like they're so passionate. They have fucking t-shirts. They're going to see the movie every fucking they they watch the movie at Halloween and Christmas every year. Like they they got they got the the cal- the Halloween calendar. The, the pins. The, the pins. The patches. And I understand that it kind of falls in line with the whole, like, Disney thing. Like the mm-hmm. like the Disney, you know, the Disney adults, where they're just very into this movie. But I, that, I think that was more my comparison. Just, like, the, the passion of the fans of this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fellas, I don't want to get too far away from the movie. This is a great discussion, but we need to get into the details of The Nightmare Before Christmas. We really need to understand what this movie is about, and I can't think of a better way than Dr. Gio's Nitro Gas. Gio, take it away. Mm. I'd love to, Dr. Spencer. Light me up and tie me a frown, because we're in Jackstown. It's the season. Goblins, <laughs> ghouls, zombies with no conscience. Question, what do these things all have in common? Everybody knows it's a motherfucking Tim Burton movie. That's right, folks. I know you've seen all the souvenir pins and Hot Topic t-shirts, but never doubt that The Nightmare Before Christmas is, in fact, a movie. 
and not just a cash cow, which Disney sucks by the teat. Hashtag certified pumpkin daddy. Jack Skellington is down in the dumps and fallen out of love with his work. But a frightful visit to Santa's house was just the pick-me-up he needed, and he decides to reappropriate Christmas. But JC is no Chris Pringle, and his not-so-secret admirer Sally tries to warn him, but to no avail. Will Christmas be canceled? Will Jack survive? Will the mayor run for re-election? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Buzz off. You already know the answers. This is a certified classic from the most original and visionary directors of his generation that's earned its rightful place on the pantheon of animation and cinema. Often imitated, never duplicated. It's been a cornerstone for emo mood boards since a few guys from San Diego County were singing about the unsuspecting victim of darkness in the valley. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Where you can always find me And we'll have Halloween on Christmas And in the night we'll wish this never ends We'll wish this never ends Don't waste your time on me (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't help himself I couldn't help myself, bro Gio, I I feel like we could do a bang cover of that song Oh, you shouldn't be Dude, that's my karaoke go-to Stop No, but I I, I I don't sing the I don't sing the I don't sing the hook. I go I go for the verse because I, yeah, I love yeah. to I love to do the I love to to sing the verse like I'm a just like a 2000s emo like a, where are you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cannot sleep. <laughs> just like a pursed lip, oh, you know. Oh, I just it it, it 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 calls for that. You know, it it depends on that. It does. It does. Oh man. Yeah, I, I'm sure Gio has. Aaron, please tell me you saw the video of the Orioles broadcasters singing that song during a game. I think I did. I don't. Oh man, I don't they remember have... it, but I think I, I think I did see that some way somehow. It's so good. It's so good. We'll, we'll I'll have to track it down, and send it in the group Absolutely. chat. But yeah. Gio, you're so right. This is like a, a cultural film. This is a a movie that has now transcended kind of i mean at the very least decades it's 20 it's 30 years old this is a 30 yeah. year old movie as of this year um i love it a note i wrote down watching is that it kind of feels like tim burton before he got to tim burton and what i mean by that is like <clears throat> and he kind of sees with wes anderson too and hear me out this is not anti wes anderson love wes anderson but <clears throat> their style is so specific and it's the same style every time that sometimes i don't know like when i went and saw asteroid city even though it was a new story i was like i've i can't help but feel that i've seen this too many times already i've seen this before and you kind of feel that way with tim burton now where it's almost like somebody doing a tim burton even though it's him it just feels like somebody's just doing their own tim burton thing and it's you know the whole carbon copy of a carbon copy situation and you don't get that feeling with this this feels so pure and like artistically naive and innocent and it's just like it's very much itself and i i when I, every time i watch it i feel that uniqueness i don't feel the replication that i feel with some of his other stuff and mm-hmm. i i love that yeah yeah i think uh, going off that i kind of i kind of see it as like i guess maybe not necessarily before he got to tim Burton, but mm-hmm. at his at his like apex of tim burton style you know what i mean because mm-hmm. before this everything was like kind of like leading up to this like you got beetlejuice edward scissorhands you know yep. etc the early stuff 
and those like had elements of his style but he was still restricted to this like real life format and now nightmare before christmas i mean like totally original idea and then he can totally apply his aesthetic which is already original in itself for like set designs character designs blah blah uh into animation and claymation entirely entirely creating as well so like an apex or climax of his style and like after this yeah that's when it gets like too timber and he's like okay we've seen this mm-hmm. we've seen this yeah i mean not not like you said like you know <clears throat> love him you know it's not hating on it but like like you said like the the fatigue the the style fatigue yeah yeah so, you get kind of burned out on it mm-hmm Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, the creativity in this film, and it's just not, not just, like, storyline. The storyline itself is, like, out of nowhere, bonkers, um, and so different and original. But then the, the way things are portrayed, just, like, how they've taken kind of classic archetype characters and brought them all into this one area without calling too much attention to it, like, it's just the town, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It, it does such a good job, both in Halloween and Christmas Town, of giving off like the vibes of that holiday. And you watch it, and you're like, "Man, I'm really excited. I'm with, I might dress like go to a Halloween party. I might do that. Like, I I have not experienced this holiday enough in the last few years, you know." And then you get to Christmas, and you're like, "Man, like, I wish it snowed where I lived. Like, I wish I got, yeah, I got, yeah." And you're just going back and forth. It, it crushes it in both areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it really does. the the whole The whole atmosphere of this movie, in general, is great. And I feel like uh, what, what we were talking about earlier with like the Tim Burton style and this movie being the apex of it, I feel like it really has to do with animation. You know, like he tries mm-hmm. a lot of like like weird things. Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. Like I, I'm a big fan of Edward Scissorhands per- personally. I really like that movie. Um, I, I love the the style that they go for, like the juxtaposition of the town to edward scissorhands in general and also just the idea uh, that idea is fucking weird as well uh like, <laughs> like it's it's just so funny um but yeah i really think that the animation leaned into his like 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 his his peak not not like his like peak peak but like uh his peak in my mind where this is like probably the the most interesting movie that he's ever made in my opinion uh i i, I think that the animation just especially the claymation too i i don't think that you get this vibe and like what spencer was just saying the um uh the individual um ideas of halloween and christmas i don't think that you can get that in in the way that he did it with any other medium even like traditional animation i don't think i don't think it's possible computer animation obviously not really that big at the time um, and then, like, in, in real life, say he did this movie, like, with, like, practical effects and stuff, like, I don't think you get the same vibe at all. Even if it's the same director, same art designer, same everything. I just I just don't think it's possible. I, I just, I, I, I love, I love animation, and this is, like, a prime example of why animation needs to be thought of as its own medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's certainly, like, at the top of... <clears throat> that like style right uh it's certainly at it's at the top of that decade like it 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 is truly a a hallmark film in so many different ways um and you almost don't even realize it because it's not coming 
it's not coming up a lot, I think, in people's kind of day-to-day lives where you're like, what's your favorite movie? I don't know how many are dropping Nightmare Before Christmas, but I can tell you exactly what that person looks like if they say the Nightmare Before Christmas is their favorite movie. 100%. I, uh, they have minimum there five a, pins on their backpack there's, right then. Yeah, a denim jacket, like a fake yeah. denim jacket is involved. It's not going to be colored. It's not going to be like a regular blue denim. It's going to be like a pink or a purple. It's going to have some coloring to it. It's going to be frayed. Uh, there's a, a heavy amount of makeup, and that goes for mm-hmm. anybody. <laughs> that is saying Nightmare Before Christmas is their favorite movie. Like there's such an archetype, uh, like almost following, like devout following of this yeah. film. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same clientele. It's the same niche that gets scratched by Invader Zim. Oh you know, yeah, remember that when they had like a like a thing. I mean, it's not so much now because it's we're so far removed from when Invader Zim was was popping or like was on the air. But even uh, but, when they re-released on like Netflix and mm-hmm. stuff, like yeah. people were free. And then that movie that came out, the Invader Zim movie, people yeah. were going crazy. If you walked into a hot topic at the time, oh my, everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it had a chokehold on the uh, oh, no. emo community. Absolutely, of, and as did this thousands. movie. Like yeah, as that, I understand yeah. it, yeah, like and absolutely. I yeah, Jack Skellington has to be. Like low key, one of the most iconic animated characters. A hundred percent. Like his 100%. his look is is everywhere. Um, He's got to be I, like top at least fifteen of all time. Yeah, yeah. Hi, do you guys ever have a uh, Mrs. Shemp for Algebra? Oh yeah, of course. No. Dude, big Jack Skellington fan. I don't know if you really. Oh, huge. What? Do I need to huge, pet that? Or I think we're good. You're fine. Was right. she listening to? No. Come on. No, nah, I mean it's the last <laughs> it's name. The truth. It's the last, yeah, it's a last name. It's like uh, yeah. we said anyway. what? Yeah. It's just, what? She was a big oh, sex. Never, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> what are you? You're an idiot. What is it? What is it? I was asking a question. Hey, that what was, was, the that was a Freudian slip. Never okay. Mind. Your question was just what? Like mid conversation, <laughs> you just went what? That's I thought not you a said question. Something and I missed it. I thought you said something. And no. Okay. All right. Fuck me then. Big Willem Dafoe energy coming out of <laughs> What? Me and him might be related. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Like it, it was. It was her. Her favorite movie. Her favorite character. It's my dad's favorite ride at Disneyland. Really? Uh, yeah, wow. the Han Mansion is his okay. favorite Disneyland ride. Uh, I think number two is Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep, classic. And classic. <laughs> number three is the Winnie the Pooh ride because Lovely it quote ride. has the best AC. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's the top Listen. three. Listen, that might be every dad's like top three. <laughs> All the slow dark rides. Are yeah, yeah. We can pop a quick five minute nap. <laughs> yeah, <out. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. It's like it, it, running around. Yeah. The thing is, the ideal place would be it's a small world, except for the mm. fact that those boats don't have any backrest. If those yeah. boats had yeah. backrest, yeah. that you'd be seeing Dad sleeping on that all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, they're a little a little rocky, you know, not the most comfortable because they kind of move a little bit. Uh, I well, argue they rock you to sleep. They yeah, rock, you to, rock sleep, you to sleep. I argue it depends on the dad. It depends on the dad. My dad sure. gets seasick. I don't know. Maybe he can't do a small world. I'm not sure. Is there oh, levels to sneak sickness? Because that's like one foot of water. Like, yeah, dude, like <laughs> I, 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 I wonder, don't know. Does it have to be like deep ocean? Like, I, uh, I think no, he actually no, does. Because really like you get seasick like on like like lakes and stuff. I know that. 
Okay. It's the motion as well. It's the motion. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the motion. it's just the motion. So I think you're in like half a half a foot of water, but you're on a boat. Shit. Yeah. You might be sick. But it's on the track, so I think he's fine. If I remember correctly, he actually really likes that one too. Um, okay. Okay. But yeah, no. I mean, oh. my, my point of that was just like that. Those are two like middle-aged white folk, and they both <laughs> love it too. Uh, like so yeah. it. While it mostly has an archetype, it is big enough to kind of transcend into others. I'm not, I'm not a goth boy, you know, but I listen to this soundtrack throughout the year. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I actually, dude, there was one time, you guys actually both met her. Uh, shout out to Laya from school. Um, oh. and I remember one time I, I was giving her a ride somewhere. I was like, you got to hear this song. And I played Jack's Lament from this movie. <laughs> And I sang the whole thing, like, word for word, did the voices, like, fluctuating everything. And it's, like, a three-minute-long song, well. and do that. And I was like, did you like it? And she's like, what the fuck? And she was like, what did you just do? That's so funny, dude. I love how you said, oh, you, you gotta hear this. Like, you're putting them on, putting it on. Yeah, like, you're putting on some shit that she never heard greatest before. holiday movies of all time soundtrack. Yeah. Like... <laughs> You gotta get uh, it, and that just proceeds to to uh, to wrap over or to wrap over the whole the whole song. There are few who can deny it. When I do, I am the best. And just like doing the whole thing, uh-huh. and yeah, like whole... I would not call it positive feedback on my performance. I would not put in that category. Hey, it's like, feedback. Doing... Feedback's feedback. Hey, yeah. feedback's <laughs> always good. Next time that situation like, yeah. comes up, you'll be ready. Like, yeah. Do you want to hear what's this? That one's also really good. And she's like, I don't. <laughs> Like, can you have to just drop me off on the side of the road? Like, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> no, no. You know what that makes? But dude, that that makes me think. I was, as I watched the opening. Mm-hmm. This is Halloween, of course. I mean, Cornerstone. Yeah. I was just like, I mean, this guy. This got to be one of the greatest, I guess, musical openers of any yeah. period. Yeah, one hundred percent. I had the same note. It's insanely good. It's unreasonable. It's almost like ubiquitous too. It's like that's like the most famous, I guess, song from it. Yeah, I, argue, I think. Right? That's up there for Halloween songs. It's like that and what Monster Mash and the Purple People Eater. Like it's, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, Definitely. like Definitely. it's in that you, that you upper about, echelon. You forget about Halloween spooks, Spencer. Halloween spooks. I and I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Tracy Morgan's Werewolf Bar Mitzvah from Thirty Rock. <laughs> That's an an unheralded classic, if you ask me. Werewolf's Bar Mitzvah is that what you said? Oh. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky Okay, okay. Right, no, 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 no. Me and Gio there with the Blink-182, you get your Jack Skellington, enough singing. <laughs> it's a musical podcast. What do you no, want? Hey, you know, what do you want? You know what, though? Okay, another point before you get too far in, uh, into it. I didn't, I get, I get, I don't know if I never looked or I never thought of it, but I didn't realize how short of a runtime right? this movie yeah. has. Like, like I was or something. Yeah. surprised. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's like a silent movie. That's like actually <laughs> like a silent movie. Like, like that, which I mean, I guess kind of makes sense. It just like from the, you know, realistic constraints of like doing claymation and just for, like, yeah, I mean, like one scene might or like one minute might take a whole week, you know, to film. So yeah. that's understandable on that part. But like, I honestly just didn't realize how short it was. Like, I, yeah. I, I guess I just forgot. It's one of those things. But, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, but it, it flies by. It like great pacing. Oh, yeah. Like this is is like relentless, but in like the best way. It's not like 
it's not like going too fast. Every scene feels like it's like the right amount of time, but it's like it's great pacing. Same yeah. Way. Yeah. I I lo- all the technical elements of this movie are just chef's kiss. Like and I, we're we're going to transition to this now, but the cinematography in this movie is insane. Like the the camera movement. Oh yeah. Some of the slow tracking shots or like the slower longer pans like were amazing uh they the way they did it with some of the lighting and the blocking to create certain like visuals and aesthetics is just uh it's beautiful and people you don't think about cinematography i think in this movie because one there are no humans on screen so you kind of just you can fall into this trap of like oh they just like drew them that way um but also there's this i think roger deacon's quote where he's like a beautiful shot is not necessarily cinematography. Like, pretty shots does not make great cinematography. Yeah. And there are some shots in here that you might look at and be like, oh, that's not, like, catching my eye. But the way it's portraying what they're trying to show throughout the story and through the character with the camera work is just, like, top tier. Absolutely. No, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I, I think that people... Uh, tend to equate good cinematography, and I do too. Honestly, like that, that's a mm-hmm. that's a mistake of mine. I tend to look at one aspect of the cinematography and kind of don't look at like either like blocking or like like uh, messing with perspective and stuff like that. I, I tend to just focus on like you know a, a lot of lines because uh, I, I really like lines in cinematography, and I guess this. This can transition to uh, the slap shot. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, the good, good transition there, Spencer. I saw what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the slap shot in this one, uh, I just I I remember seeing this shot like the first time that I watched this movie, and I did watch this movie a bit before I started really really getting into movies, like getting into like the the like dissecting them and and thinking about them like critically. Um, but I just remember really liking this, like the scene, because I I love I do love in this movie just the mixture of Halloween and, and Christmas, these two great holidays that we all have like great memories of from like being a kid, you know, uh, like just 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 great stuff all around. But it is the scene um, where he is like you know he's just starting his route as Santa Claus, Jack Skellington. Um, yeah. and he's, and he's, he's leaving like one of the first houses and it's just this, this sweeping shot of, um, of him taking off with the house below with all the flashing lights, like the Christmas lights and Jack's just going, Merry Christmas. Like, you know, with, uh, with zero in the front, you know, leading the pack. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's just a great, really aesthetically pleasing shot, especially since this is the beginning of like our like Christmas run. Um, you know, I, 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 I thought I thought it was a good a good shot that just brought me a lot of like joy the first time I saw mm-hmm. it thinking about these yeah. two great holidays. How, how yeah, thing I, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say uh, the iconic, you know, mm-hmm. moon behind Jack on that mm-hmm. like curly hill. Yeah, I, I, had, like, a, I had a out. note. I had a note that said, "Yeah, I refuse to pick this for the for the <laughs> slap shot because uh, you know." Everyone talks about it, so we're talking about we're talking about new and different things, people. Come on. Yeah, I, did, I on that I didn't realize how much it got used, how that how much that shot got used. Yeah. I thought it was like one scene, but no, it, like, it shows up like three times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, when it takes that long to set it up, you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Like, if you're the guy that made that, you're like, can we maybe not use this for, like, just one time? Like, yeah. I, I spent two weeks on this. Like, And, <laughs> and, then, and then fucking uh, Danny Elfman and uh, Tim Burton are sitting there like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> God, <laughs> God, you fucking... All right, John, we'll do it. Fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever, dude. Go get Jesus. to work on the next set. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Danny, uh, so I got some new drawings. Let's uh, grab all this. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. But speaking of Danny Elfman... Can we talk about how mm. the '90s were Danny Elfman's decade? That was that was just the '90s. Uh, I'm saying he's he was he was amazing for the entirety of his career. Oingo Boingo, Batman the Animated Series. Like there, there's just so many there's just so many classics, right? Like that he is like provided to the world. But I think that the '90s were his time. He played Jack yeah, Skellington, or at least like the well, team. he was the he's he was the thingy voice. Okay, let's well, whatever, not put whatever. down. Let's not put down my boy Prince Humperdinck, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying, that, like, dude, playing that, you know, you got Batman the Animated Series early in the 90s. Like, th- this is just a killer decade. This is an insane decade for Danny Elfman. Duh. And speaking of which, on that, fellas, what are your guys' favorite songs or musical sequences of the of the movie? Oh, well, let me look oh, at the track list real quick. I could talk. I don't, I don't even need to look at it. All right, number one. Kidnap the Sandy Claws. That's coming oh, in at the one spot. Ooh. That's a banger. Culture. Always hits. Yeah. Number two, Jack's Lament. Touched on it earlier. Really like it. It's a fun sing-along. Number three, uh, ooh, this is where I get torn. Because hmm. I like Jack's obsession a good amount. Um, mm-hmm. This is Halloween. Mm, this is Halloween. I feel like it's more of a four or five, personally. Uh, there's one that I want to put in the three. Uh, which one was it? Oh yeah, what's this? What's this? What's this? Yes. What's this? <laughs> yes. There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. Like yeah, okay. Now I got it. Kidnap the Sandy Claws. Jackson meant. What's this? Jack's obsession. This is Halloween. Boom, boom. That, nice. That's a top. That's five. a that's a cultured. That's a culture top. Top five. Uh, yeah. I think mine. Would be the Oogie Boogie song mm. to uh, oh, yeah. number one. Number this one. This roster I, is so deep. Like it's, it's crazy. crazy, unreasonable. I think I would go that one uh, because of the combination of the song and the scene. I think that's also my favorite oh, yeah. scene of the movie, great just scene. because of how it looks. It's just great, just awesome. And uh, yeah, so there'll be that one. Number one, number two. Not really a full song, but I guess just like a musical melody. I guess you know, it's like the uh, it's the finale where simply meant to be you know like that that part mm. bangs even though it's like fucking 20 10 seconds max <laughs> <It's a quick laughs> yeah. fucking t- yeah a quick one but i'm like damn that, <laughs> give me a full one please like oh shit that one and then number three i'm gonna go sally's song i love mm. i loved sally's song i thought that okay. was like i, I came to that it came to that moment i'm like oh my i think i forgot that that was even in there i guess you figure that she's gonna have her own song but uh, that one, that one was fire. I thought that one was good. Anyways, yeah, definitely. I love the zero crossover between our lists. <laughs> not, not a single song. Wait, was there really not? Nope. There's damn. That's crazy. Okay, now for some crossover. Um, what, uh, what's this is definitely my favorite song in uh, in there. Like, just an excellent song. Second's mm. gotta probably be "Kidnap the Sandy Claws" because me and my girlfriend were singing it constantly. Like the, the <laughs> week after this, we were just going, meh, 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 meh. Like, 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 like just that part, like just like, 
Um, and then the third one, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of them. I like just like the kind of the like the opening overture. Uh, I just I just like the vibe mm. of that one. Um, I like the Oogie Boogie song, and I like Jack Jack's Lament. Uh, yeah, I think those are tied in my mind. I think those two are Man. tied for third. No, no, no love for uh, Gag's Obsession. Nah, I really. That's I like the, the 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 opening the Something's up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. Yeah, the opening is good. The opening is good. Yeah. Yeah. That that part that part was fire. In the in the in the movie especially when it's just like the those mm-hmm. vampires right there and then they just mm-hmm. go, yeah. they cover their they cover the, that was just a great that's a great, what a great movie. What, what a great movie. It's, a fun time. <laughs> right? it's just a fun awesome. time. Listen, it's just a fun time. Uh yeah, I mean, yeah. what else can you say? Production design is absolutely immaculate. Out of this world. Uh, yeah, it's some of the best I've seen, truly. Some of the best I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I will say, Aaron, uh, you did step on today's trivia question. Um, do you know where you did it? No. The trivia question was going to be, this movie is scored by one of the greatest composers of our time, Danny Elfman. Before he was scoring movies, which band was he the lead singer for? Ooh, what were the options? Did you have options? That's, that's a layup. That, yeah, no. that's, a, that's more than a it layup. It is kind of a layup. It is Well, it's a layup for us. Is it a layup for everybody? Like, you go to the common person, you're like, hey, who's the lead singer for Oingo Boingo? Would they know it? Oh, dude, it's Danny Elfman, dude. I don't know. Look, we live in our movie-loving world. I, I don't know. I guess you're right, I, I but know. still, I feel like I feel like Oingo Boingo is an important band. I I mean, I, I think it's just one of those facts that kind of gets around. Yeah. Like, oh, Danny mm-hmm. Elfman, lead singer of Oingo Boingo, of Oingo, or was the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Yeah. They just Dead did, like, party. a reunion, like, concert, apparently. Did they? Apparently, yeah. Or I, or I know there was, like, a Danny Elfman concert, and I think that it was, like, the like he played some Oingo Boingo tracks, and, like, the band was there. That basically sums up probably how the... How the rest of her band is looked. <laughs> now it's just like, oh yeah, that band that Danny Elfman was in. There's no respect, There's no respect for those other members. No, I mean, did they score <laughs> Batman the Animated Series? No, I don't think so. Nah. So they don't need any respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two other um, kind of fun, almost jokes that I noticed in the movie that I wanted to call attention to. Um, when the mayor comes up, he's like, we need to start working on next Halloween's plans. And he shows the plans, and it's just pictures. Like, there's nothing on there, but just, yeah. like, sketches of a cat. Like, that was a good that was a good joke. Uh, and then the uh, assistant named Igor. Come yeah. on, shout yeah. to Young. Come on. Come on. Yep, come on. It's all connected. We knew it. Oh. We knew it. You know, but that you know what? That, that connects to my favorite line of the movie, which was the mayor. So, uh, when he freaks out that he can't find Jack, he's like, "I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions. Or I can't <laughs> yeah. make decisions by myself." Yeah. You know, <laughs> a little politi- commentary, political, political commentary from TB. Yeah. <laughs> from <Come on>. TB. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, yeah, oh, no, I, I, one of my favorite jokes um, was at the. I guess it's not even really a joke. It's just like a funny sequence. Is I love that Santa is like, like pissed. I love like at yeah. the end of the movie he's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why would you do this? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And like, he doesn't like get a scene where he like forgives him after like at all. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like Santa's pissed. He goes home, fucking delivers the gifts fast as shit, and then like we don't see him again. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know why that had me dying this time, 
Uh, but yeah, I, I I just thought that was fucking hilarious at the end. I thought they kind of like tipped the hat, didn't they? Didn't he? he went like uh like uh Happy Halloween. Suck. Yeah. He went like happy, and then like and then Jack said Merry Christmas. Yeah. Like, Apparently, like, there's like some extended feature somewhere that came out where uh, Santa Claus goes back a few years later to like visit him because they funny. they they're they're boys. They're and Jack boys. has like five. He has five skeleton kids. Like yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah, yeah that, that was that was going to be in the movie. I think they cut it. I think that's what it was. Mm, it's like they, that there. was in the original script, uh, but I think sense. they cut it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, if he, uh, you know, when it's something like this, claymation, if you film it, that's going in. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's going oh, in. Yeah. It's not going to be just the fucking DVD features, all right? It's going in. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> no, I I remember reading that on IMDb. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, there yeah. were. Yeah, there was this. Um, cause like I said, kind of big fan. Uh, there was a documentary <laughs> on this movie uh, on Netflix. That I remember watching, and yeah, it, it's pretty good. It's this Netflix series, the movies that made us. So. Uh, Yep, yeah, yep. they've got some good ones in there. And Nightmare Before Christmas was like one of the iconic movies that they were doing a documentary of. Um, and it was really cool. Like a lot of good tidbits. It was very interesting to hear how like the three most involved people in the production all felt like it was their story, mm. which was really interesting to hear like the screenwriter talk about how connected she was with Sally and how Sally's story is hers. And to hear Danny Elfman talk about how Jack Skellington's story is his. Uh, and then here the director being like, this whole story is mine. <laughs> and they're all talking about... And it's called Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. So I mean, it's, it, it was really interesting to see like the connection all the artists involved had to the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what makes good movies. Absolutely. Truly, truly. Absolutely. I was going to say, I wonder... I This is just like a quick one, but I wonder... Or as, as we were watching, it was kind of like early in the film. I wonder how they did... The effect, or like the shot, where Jack looks at his reflection in the doorknob. Do you guys remember that shot when he's like opening? That was the, a the Christmas, yeah, the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, and he like sees his reflection at the end. He like puts his hand, his little skeleton hand, on the doorknob and opens it. I thought that was great. I wish that was in the in the special features how they shot that because that looked awesome. I, I I I'm really curious how they actually were able to pull that yeah. off because I mean if they were doing claymation, I mean like how do they? I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, they do that. Hey, movie magic, Gio. Movie yeah, magic. It's movie magic. Oh, sh- I mean, I guess uh, while we're on the topic, though, another great effect, I th- and this goes to your point, Spencer, when Jack rises out of the fountain in that first, like, mm. this is Halloween scene, mm. so hyped, so hyped on that. I, I forgot how mm-hmm. great, because, like, they, they do, like, a little breakdown in the song right there, like, like the, like the, I don't know, all the kids, like, kind of join in, or, like, the chorus kind of joins in. And he like rises. He's like, dun, dun, dun. it's like I don't know. It gets it gets fucking hype when he when he comes <laughs> out of the thing. And I was like, oh shit! I'm like, damn, this is going. This is, I was like, I was like, damn, open yeah. up the fucking bed. This is going <laughs> off right now. Dude, I'm ready. Yeah, hey, I'll go fight somebody. Like this, this got me hyped. This got me pumped. Yeah. Oh. I am Jack Skellington. <laughs> I am Jack Skellington. He is me, or literally He's me, me, and I am him. Yeah. Fellas, this does bring up, before we wrap up, it's running out of time, a very important question that has divided this fan base. Is this a Halloween movie, or is this a Christmas movie? Uh, it's, the tra- it, it's, the last ho- it's the last Halloween movie you see. Yep. And the first Christmas movie. 
Yeah. Neither neither of those were an option. Is it a Halloween is, movie? It is acceptable to watch this movie from October 1st through December 25th. I'm tired of this debate. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. What a fun answer. Thank you, Dr. Aaron. Gio, yeah. what do you have? Well, in times like these, I would say, what would Jesus do? Damn right. And <laughs> Amen. Jesus would call this a Halloween movie, I think. Mm. You think Jesus would call this a Halloween movie? I think JC is absolutely on the Halloween movie side. What kind of Evangelia you know Jesus are you talking about? <laughs> Last movie that you watch. This is this is the Halloween party, thirty first. You watch. You throw this on. You throw this bad boy on. Okay. It takes place because then last scene. Last scene, like last energy. It's mostly Halloween energy. I mean, they reappropriate Christmas. They. Why do you think all the gifts? Are scares? Why do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. Like, why do you think it goes bad? Because it takes place it's on too much Halloween. It's too you much spend, Halloween. You spend more time in Halloween Town than Christmas Town. Doesn't matter. Arguable, but no, I like. That's not arguable. Last one. Arguable. You got arguable. It's just a true that's set so fact. Funny. <laughs> arguable, but. <laughs> I agree with Gio. I consider it a Halloween movie. Yeah, just um, If it's anything, it's a Christmas movie. Well, you're high. You, you're high. I, <laughs> Take his keys. Yeah, yeah. Take your high keys are away. You, are you high right now? Your eyes look really red. Like just freaking someone out. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Oh um, man, fellas. What a great time this was. Thank you for hopping on. Thank you for discussing The Nightmare Before Christmas. I I truly loved it, and I want to hear your final thoughts before we wrap it up. Mm. Got you. Do you want to take it or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll let you take it. All right, all right. Um, okay, so this movie, really fucking good, surprisingly. It's, cold, it's a cold classic at this point, I think. I think I'm comfortable saying that. Um, people fucking love this movie. They freak out over it. I don't get that that much. Uh, I don't get freaking out over it. I think it's a great movie. I don't think it's, like, the best Halloween movie ever made. I don't think it's the best Christmas movie ever made. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's a really, really solid movie, like, technically speaking. Uh, like, Claymation is really, a really interesting genre to me because I know very little about it. Like, you know, I'm not, like, the, the most learned man when it comes to filmmaking in general, but I'd like to think of myself as a pretty learned man when it comes to, like, animation and, like, traditional animation and, and obviously, like, normal filmmaking. Um, but, yeah, I don't know much about Claymation at all. Uh, I really enjoy it. One, one thing that I forgot to bring up, a point of mine, that I really wanted to touch on in this was um, how this movie uses a focus, um, like, like, you know, things that are out of focus or in focus in specific scenes, um, you don't see that very much in animation in general, uh, let alone claymation. So I, I just I thoroughly enjoyed how they used focus to, you know, they they used it as if it was like a traditional movie, uh, even more than some traditional movies these days. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this movie. I, I think the the runtime is perfect. Uh, I think the pacing is absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this movie does not hit me in that like in that way where I can give it like a like a ten out of ten. I think it's definitely a nine. Uh, I think it's like a, a like technically perfect movie. Uh, love Danny Elfman, obviously, but yeah, uh, I gotta give it a nine out of ten. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I definitely 
I definitely see that, at least in terms of the fandom. I see why it gets so, I don't know, hounded over. It's so, I don't know, obsessed over, so to speak, uh, why people kind of make it their whole personalities. I can, I can kind of see it, personally. It's the aesthetic, the uniqueness, uh, the vibes, the the he's literally me aspect of it you know i'm watching them like damn jack he's spitting <laughs> that's <laughs> i was thinking that the other day yeah, yeah. you're on it yeah, that he's me he is me i am him. <laughs> you know just like ryan gosling when i think he's up there i'm like damn he looks just like me D- mm. jack okay anyways <laughs> that is, <I> digress. <laughs> uh, back to the point this is a great movie. This is a classic. I mean, no one needs... You don't need me to tell you that. Everyone, it's, it's known. I would love to meet a hater of this movie, personally. I would just love to meet a hater. <laughs> That'd be insane. I can't imagine what they would say. I can probably imagine what they look like, though. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, a Carhartt is being worn, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, tr- yeah. a trucker hat could be in play. I'm thinking belt buckle, mm-hmm. but with a bigger buckle. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Enough to Wranglers. The jeans are Wranglers. The full horseshoe chewing tobacco situation going yeah. on. Yeah. Horseshoeing it. Boom. Move is too slow. I don't like it. Something like that. Yeah. It's a lot of voices like... this episode. <laughs> got him locked up. Hey, I'll go from Spence Man over here. Got him locked uh, The Ice Man. Ice Man. <laughs> I love that you squeaked yeah. both of those in in this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? I call you guys. You guys get called that every day. Yeah, every day. Every oh, day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. White chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was yours? Anyways. I need to learn yours before the next. Episode. Anyways. Anyways. Oh man. Uh, to your point, Ice Man. This is just a fantastic. <laughs> this is a fantastic messaging. Fantastic music. Danny Elfman on the score. Uh. Voice acting did not get enough love, I think, because I think the best voice acting is when you don't notice it, mm-hmm. is when it feels mm-hmm. like, of course, that's what the character sounds like, however over the top or subtle it might be, when it feels like, of course, that's what the characters sound like, uh, whether it's the main voice or the uh, all the supporting, that's great voice acting right there, and this killed it, I think. Prince Humperdinck, hashtag... My friend, <laughs> he killed it. Um, anyways, I just love everything about this. I mean, we didn't even really touch on the themes of the movie. Jack, you know, trying to find solace in Christmas and these other things. But, I mean, boys, at the end, all he really needed was for someone to understand him. You know, yep. someone who understands him. Sally. Mm. Sally leaves. Mm. It wasn't Christmas that would make him happy. It was finding someone who understands him, you know. And I don't know. Maybe that's why I, t- I connect with that that last finale. Anyways, anyways, my lament aside, I would give this a nine out of ten. You you hit it on the on the head, Buff Man. Yes, this sir. is objectively a perfect movie. Hell yeah! I wouldn't say this is like my favorite movie of all time. I don't know what's keeping it from being that ten. Maybe it's just because it's so ubiquitous within my life. I've seen it since I was a kid. It's like there's, there's never a time that where that wasn't like a thing that you watched. You know, it's just been there. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 9 out of 10 for me. All right. Thank you, Gio, for quite possibly our longest closing thought segment of all time. 
appreciate. I, I feel for your lament. I'm sorry. Uh, I obviously thoroughly enjoy and love this movie. Uh, the the music in it is something I got bumping throughout the year. I'm a huge fan of it, even if my passenger isn't. Uh, like I love it. Uh, the movie itself, like we've gone over, technically it's just exquisite. It, it hits it out of the park in all departments of making a film. Uh, is it something that like connects with me on like that deeper level that I usually reserve to give a movie a 10? Not quite, um, but I do love the characters and the storyline and how original it is. And it does, and the music sticks with me. So I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10. You know, we're averaging, uh, we're, we're averaging a 9.33 across the board. We're doing pretty good. Uh, so, Night Before Christmas, beautiful film, and highly recommend that anybody that is listening to this movie, this podcast that has not seen this movie, go check out this movie. It is amazing. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time, I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast. Telling you that if you choose Oingo Boingo Trivia for your podcast episode, you are almost guaranteed to be made fun of for it. Absolutely. Guys, I thought it was I thought it was a good choice. Love you, Danny Elfman. It's a dead man's party. <laughs>